Art is awesome. Martial arts are awesome. Let's take a journey to where they both are meet. Welcome to the Martial Artsy Podcast. What up, guys? Um, this is Ray Kong Sarai coming at you again with another episode of the Martial Artsy Podcast. On the Martial Artsy Podcast, if you haven't realized it, if you haven't checked out any of the other work, what we like to do here is we like to check out the balance between martial arts and arts. So we like to talk to people that get down with both of those and talk about some of the different things that we find between the confluence of those two disciplines. My guest today, Jay, Jay Pro. (laughs) 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 Yeah, the the homie Jay, okay, so. Jay Peasy. Jay Peasy, if you uh, need to get a hold of him, get get a hold of him, um, go ahead and tell people where you can get a hold of yet. Get a hold of me at J Pro Media. J A Y P R O Media. J Pro Media dot com or Instagram. Instagram at J Pro Media. At J Pro Media. At J Pro Media. On the Facebook. Facebook, J Pro. J Pro. Okay. And then um do you have a website? Uh, I do have a website, jpromedia.com. It's um it's there. It's just not put together. Okay. It's in development. It's in de- <laughs> it's <laughs> In process. In process. That's cool. Um, I just like to get the, all that particular stuff out of the way first because I'd be thinking <laughs> from the point standpoint of somebody that might click on my stuff, if they click on this and they only get two minutes in, they at least know how to get a hold of you. <laughs> so if I screw up during this thing, you know what I mean, I chase somebody away, then uh, then – at least, the, at the very least, they got, you know what I mean? This could the be info. a, yeah, get your info to get a hold of you and not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to just give you guys a little bit of the background about me and Jay, right? Um, from, l- l- we'll go into the origin story. So, what I know of Jay is, back in the days, way back in the days, maybe 10 years ago, I know, um, at a gym here, an MMA gym here in San Diego, known as Undisputed, it seemed like every single person I knew in the MMA universe from San Diego, at some way, shape, or form, has passed through those doors, those walls. Um, I was fortunate enough to follow um, my Jiu-Jitsu coach, coach, Barrett Yoshida, out here from Hawaii to take part in building a program there. One of the guys who was an owner, his name is Dave. Dave was a really, really cool guy. He was basically like the mayor of the little city. Not the real mayor, but like, you know, like the spiritual mayor. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was like the spiritual advisor mayor to the entire city of North Park. And he, he fostered a lot of goodwill in the community. And 
North Park was a bit grimy <laughs> back in the day. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, just a, little a bit. just a scotch. <laughs> <laughs> North Park was a bit grimy back in the day. It's a lot different than what it is now. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's come up. The neighborhoods come up. Well, from what I understand, Jay was in between places at the time. <laughs> I was on the streets. He was on the streets. <laughs> He was he was struggling. On the, he was on the streets and he was struggling. He was in a bad spot, and then um, from what I said, Dave offered him opportunity to uh, stay at the gym and to help out a little bit at the gym and to clean up and just to kind of just gave him a place to be. And then, you know, I'm just gonna give the quick synopsis, but we're gonna definitely kind of like dive into it a little bit. One thing leads leads to another. He actually starts training, learning jujitsu, uh, competing a little bit here and there, as just kind of was common at the time for anybody you know that was around. And uh, one thing leads to another. He's had, like most people that I've featured on this podcast, he's got like the same Highlander story where you got like eighteen different lives. <laughs> <laughs> You ever remember Highlander where he would have like those flashbacks? Yeah. He'd be like, yo, back when I was on the horse in the Old West, you know? And and, and then he'd have another flashback back when I was a samurai, you know? And he'd have a flashback back, you know, in, in the olden days in, in, in Ireland, you know, or whatever. But he, so Jay has that same origin story. Like he's got a bunch of different lives. And along the way, he became um, a very accomplished barber. And he was probably one of the first people I called when I decided I was going to actually get a haircut. Because <laughs> uh, for a long time, I was raging against the machine. I was not cutting my hair. But that's a whole other story for another, another day, another podcast. Um, but, yeah, he, he was an accomplished barber. He's still an accomplished barber. So if you need a cut, you can still use any one of those means to contact my boy and get your haircut. Um and then from that, he branched out, and now he's doing amazing things as far as, like, photography, um, video, media. He's, he's all in, and it's a, it's, it's a real honor to call this person a friend and to see his development. He's still in the jiu-jitsu room, probably not as much as he would like to be, which is, the, you know, the truth for all of us because I need to be in the jiu-jitsu room more. Because of life. <laughs> it's life. It begin in the way. Uh, strangling people <laughs> life got in the way of the strangling <laughs> but uh yes yeah, but he's 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 definitely still involved still doing it still working um and i'm pretty sure we're gonna get into like all those different different aspects of it but uh yeah that's 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 what i know of the origin story um and right now we're here at his apartment. I'm pretty sure you guys can't hear studio, any of the stuff in the, the background. Uh, at the studio, I apologize. At the studio, um, I'm pretty sure you guys won't be able to hear. Any, hopefully, not be able to hear anything in the background. But if not, just consider it a little bit of ambiance because we are we are in the middle of you know that that North Park esque San Diego area, and y- you know we just kind of. Just sitting here, just kind of chilling in front of the Christmas tree. <laughs> for, you, for those that you, you're listening, you, you know the Christmas tree don't make noise, but it's back there. You yeah. just gotta know, and it's lit. Okay, 
Christmas trees lit. Um, okay, so I haven't talked enough about you. <laughs> <laughs> did I? What did I? What did I get right? <laughs> you got you got it all right, <laughs> except for um, I'm kind of switching from haircutting to video now, so I'm still kind of in the hair industry, but in a, in a different way. Now I'm in it for the for the media. Yeah, you know, boost, boost, boosting barbers and stylists, um, getting them seen and making dope content for them here and there. Dope content. Dope content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, let me think of something. But what's what's your like, like? What do you remember? What sticks out the most? About kind of like some like your like your early, you know what's funny? Because I was talking to Cross the other day, like we were talking about it, and he was he was like, "Yo, man, it's just funny. I don't think you realize how impactful like your actual story is, mm-hmm. and how many people actually like go, yo, that's kind of amazing.' <laughs> like, <laughs> so I feel like sometimes people do amazing stuff, and they don't realize like when you're in the middle of it exactly how impactful and how amazing." It, how amazing it is like you you're in this in the you're next to a tree but you don't realize you're in the forest kind of right, situation exactly so um yeah all these quotables will be on t-shirts for sale <laughs> 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 so you can go ahead and pick them up no nah, i'm just kidding but yeah so people people it was it's impactful and we were talking it was like yeah man i remember the kid you know so there's a few times that um, like you've already been mentioned, like uh, talking to Otto. Otto mentioned you. Otto was talking about. He's like, yeah, man. And Jay's been getting into this and doing that and the media stuff. And like, um, there's a common thread, you know, like between the guys that like they're like, yeah, Jay's, he's doing his thing, man. That's pretty pretty admirable. What what would you say has been up until this point has been like like your uh your most like most impactful who's been the most impactful person on you so far like in your life and your journey mm-hmm. well well everyone everyone from from undisputed has been impactful for me cuz that everyone together has been uh helped influence me one way or another um and And they were kind of the reason the reason why I had to become successful be- is because um, they put in so so much time and work, and I didn't want to let people down. Uh, like I was coming from the streets, and Dave gave me an opportunity with at the gym. Um, so I, I felt like I had it was I had a duty to 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 show that um, you know no one wasted their time with me. All those ass beatings weren't for nothing. <laughs> weren't for nothing. <laughs> there, was ass, there was ass beatings involved. We can't, you know, we're trying to be convenient, but we reserve the right <laughs> at any point. Um, so before, before it all, like, what, so what happened? I mean, like, you know, like, how did you end up in North Park? How did I end up in North Park? So I, uh, I used to live in Normal Heights. Uh, so I lived in Normal Heights. Uh, went to like middle school right there at Wilson. Um, 
And so I was already living in that in near that area. And when I became homeless, I um, I had a little brother, and he, my little brother was already homeless because uh, we 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 grew up in the foster system, and he um, I was already older, so he 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 just said f this and a walled from his group home, and said I'm just gonna go um, do my do my thing. He felt free in the streets, so he he uh, went there, but he was still under underage. Um, and then when I became homeless, I had nowhere to go. He kind of he was right there. He kind of showed. He was already like being like, "Oh, you want to be homeless in North?" Like that. That was the place you wanted to be if you're homeless. Oh, yeah. You wanted to be in North Park. Yeah. Which was like, the neighborhood down the street. Yeah. So, uh, so I was like, "All right, whatever." Like, I don't know what I'm doing being homeless. I don't know yeah. what to do. Like, there's no, there's no like, rule book. There's no book about no this. Pamphlet. No pamphlet. <laughs> no pamphlet. <laughs> so you're what homeless. You <laughs> so you just gotta kind of, kind of, gotta figure it out. Yeah. And um, you know, he taught me some things like. For for one, if you have a bike, um, you want to tie it to your foot, or to your ankles, or to your leg, or whatever, to something, some part of you. So when you're asleep, if someone tries to steal it, it'll yank on you and it'll wake you up. So they won't uh, take off either bike. If you have your wallet, you know you can put it. Uh, you turn it sideways in the in your back pocket, so it's harder to steal. Um, just little things. Um, my little brother, he he liked to like he was like he was a spanger. So he liked to ask people for money, but I wasn't. I was. I was. I never liked that doing that. So what I did differently was I would go to businesses of businesses and I'll ask them if I could like wash the dishes or clean their windows or mop their floors or something for either a lunch or um, for. I was also trying to get hired, so I was like, how can I provide value so I can hopefully these guys can look past the stink yeah. and, and hire me. <laughs> That's the stink. <laughs> That's amazing, man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so that's kind of how I ended up in North Park. Uh, before then, I had no real, really reason to go to North Park except for uh, I remember. I think there was like a like a there. I remember there was Hollywood Video and they had Game Crazy. So of course, as a teenager, I would go there and play like games, um, test out the new games. Um, but besides that, I really had no reason before to go to North Park. North Park wasn't even popping. There was no no reason to go over there. I think there's a playlist in a big in a in a Big fi- or big lots or something. I remember big lots. Shout out to big lots that used to be there. <laughs> <laughs> used to get all my deodorant. <laughs> big lots. It's it's now a Target. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's a Target now. Yo, that's crazy. It was a it was a yeah. So North Park is like one of those neighborhoods. Like people say gentrification, but it's really just been like a, a strange renovation. It's seen so much different. Like like different faces in the past few mm-hmm. years man like it started off one way and now it's like complete now I, I don't even think i would even look to think about a, a big lots you know what i mean yeah exactly they're not it's a whole different type of clientele you a whole know different mean? it's a different neighborhood yeah um it's yeah it's it's different it's cool i like it i like it more now yeah i kind of I actually i liked it when it was in the in between in the between well, i liked it when it, it was it started getting some nice restaurants, so you yeah. felt a little bougie. Yeah, yeah. But then it was still, but you could still it, afford. But but it, yeah, it was still hood enough to be affordable. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that that was cool, you know. Like, um, you know, you take your date up. Like, hey, I know this. I ain't taking you to Red uh, or Red Lobster, McDonald's. I'm taking you to this bougie spot. Take you ever been to bougie. the Mission? <laughs> Get some pancakes. <laughs> Get some pancakes. <laughs> 
hit you with the pancakes. It's some rosemary chicken. Rosemary chicken, you know what I'm saying? We sprinkling herbs on your stuff. They sprinkled the herbs. This is organic, girl. <laughs> Treat you nice. I can even confirm or deny any sorts of dealings in that nature. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's trippy, man. Like, like, um, my, like, so for me, when I first moved out here, I could, I would consider myself in between houses as well. <laughs> because at the time, I had a partner. Well, I didn't even have a partner. Before we was partners, we were just homeboys. And, like, He's like, yeah, you can crash with me until, until you get on your feet or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I, like, I had a place to to be. I have a job because I flew out here to, you know, to go work at Undisputed. And then I get out here, and he's like, oh yeah, but I already have, I only have a two bedroom, and I have a roommate, and I just bought that couch, and you can't <laughs> sleep on it <laughs> because I don't want you to put any indents in the couch. I was like. All right, so I slept on the floor, but I just thought of it as like, oh, that's motivation for me to get my yeah. own place eventually. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. But that lasted like a good, but I wasn't, it wasn't like a prolonged period of time, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, um, yeah, it was, it's nowhere near the same level, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, I was just thinking about that. It's like the difference between like my experience was that like, a certain part of me knew that it was temporary. I didn't like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was scratching and clawing tooth and nail to try to get out of it. Right. You know, I was working at a gentleman's club, moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, paying for most of my stuff in one dollar bills. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh and and trying to catch a fight when I could to get get a little bit of money here and there, but you know, it wasn't it was nowhere near the level of like like I mean that's gotta be so like like you so you were in the foster system, like do you like do you know your parents or mm-hmm. so um my parents had went to prison when I was like two years old and my brother was like probably like half a year old. Uh-huh. And so we, we, we grew up in the foster system till I was like fourteen and my mom uh she had got gotten me back. Um so she had got me back at 14. Uh, so I lived with her until about 18. And that's, and then my mom uh, was on that shit again, fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so her life kind of like went a little, a little down after I graduated high school. And so, you know, she, she, went out, get, she went off to go do her own thing and pretty much told me she's like well i know where i'm going i don't know where you're gonna go you're gonna have to figure it out so uh so i had to figure it out that's heavy um and then so your little brother was just like kind of like just behind just behind you or uh we so the so the foster system was very different and well they're trying to get better it was really not the best when i was in there um in the 90s and early 2000s um so it's it's a little so we we kind of like stayed together for a little bit but then we got separated yeah um and he started going through like a string of like group and the thing is like when you're in a foster system from like a kid going from from uh home to home you know uh after after like going from home to home to home you kind of get disgruntled after a little bit yeah you're like like 
I want to see how I wonder how hard can I make this these people's life yeah, yeah. before I just get sent to the next uh, group home. Yeah. So you kind of test them a little bit. Well, you test them as much as you can. Yeah. Become an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, we, all, we, all, we explicit over here. You know, we, we reserve the right yeah. <laughs> at any given time. You know. And, um, and so my brother, he went, went off and did his own, like, um, so, little, so he kind of, uh, so my mom eventually did get him back when he was 14. So I was 16. So I already been back two years and she eventually got him back. Um, but then he, um, he would, you know, like he was a little, uh, he was already a little fucked up. Like he became like a, like a klepto and a, and a pathological liar. Yeah. Like in, in situations that didn't even require it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, you're like, um, so when, so after a while, he like made it really hard for my mom and, and my stepdad, uh, for one, like he was a klepto and no one likes a thief. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of, you, you make, you make the whole home dynamic stressful when one day you got to pay rent and you're like, Where's, where's the rent money? Yeah, yeah. And then you find out he, he went, he freaking took it and put it, um, you know, put it on a prepaid card and try to buy things on eBay. But we luckily stopped him, was able to pay rent. Yeah. Um, so they sent him back. So he went back to the group home. And then that's kind of like he just got, he said like, that's just kind of like when he kind of just said fuck everything and AWOLD and just did it. He went like up north, trim, trim buds and uh, Mendocino County or whatever and that's uh, kind of like his thing uh, so that's kind of like a little bit of his story yeah yeah that's a that's a it's just funny it's like I've come to in my lifetime realize like there's a difference between like a lot of times like there's a difference between like the notion of being raised on love Mm-hmm. And the notion of being raised on like survival, you yeah. know, and it's like there are like threads and like like things that like make you like do certain things when you're raised on love, and there's things that make you do certain things when you're raised on survival, and oftentimes it's like really hard to kind of like like figure out you know the rationale. To help mm-hmm. govern somebody to be okay yeah. with other people that were raised on love versus being raised on like survival and just navigate between the two, you know, because everybody doesn't like come up like the same way, you know. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's it's cool to have like like uh, um like people that kind of like help and like govern and like be able to being able to like take some refractory time and think about it. You know, and just kind of like, like refocus and like hone in on what it is that you want and realize the efficiencies, you know, like, like, is this the best way of going about getting what I want? You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes it takes a little bit of that. But yeah. um, so like, so like when you're like, like, you, like when you, when you grow up in survival mode, it's kind of hard to get out of that mode. Like once you're in survival mode, like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to switch. So yeah. what? So what you? So <laughs> so you like you're, once you're in survival mode, you're always in survival mode. So what I found that's helped me was surrounded because they also say you're the average of the people you hang out with. So I surrounded myself with loving people to teach me how 
to so I can like uh, almost mirror them right. and see how they live. I'm like, oh, so this is how they do things. So let me kind of like do things, start uh, uh, maneuvering that way right, instead right. of being in survival mode all the time. Being uh, let me I want to do things through um, more loving. Yeah, like like the other folks. Like the other folks. Yeah, that's that's just funny. Um, so you find yourself in the midst of of North Park, and the and the cruise streets of North Park, going from place to place, you know, looking for opportunity. And how, can tell me? Can you just give me the rundown? What's the story when you met Dave? <laughs> so, so I met Dave because, so I remember like being 16, uh, my mom used to work at a, a, the chicken pie shop in North Park. And so uh, Dave used to go there and he told my mom, oh, you know, if you ever, uh, if your son ever wants to train, uh, you know, I'll like give him a discount or whatever, you know, uh, to come down. Um, so I, 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 never, I didn't really like. I never really went. I think I was like, I was doing my own thing. Yeah. So I, I didn't really have no desire to go at that time. Uh, but then after I became homeless, um, the street, it was like still during a time where like, it was a lot of like, um, like the pimps were like trying to like rob all the, all the, all the homeless kids and stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I was like the only one who didn't get robbed. Cause yeah. I wasn't a little, you know, I wasn't, I wouldn't back down. Yeah. Um, I ain't no punk bitch. I ain't no punk bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, shout out to know, the pimps, Rob people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We see y'all <laughs> moonwalking in them uh, Steve Harvey suits. I see, I see, I seen one of them uh, <laughs> randomly, probably like a year or two ago, and then like um, they kind of like had still had a little bit of respect for me, whereas they didn't have respect for other kids. Yeah. Um, but. So, so that was happening. And um, also another thing is like, when you're homeless, you have nowhere to take a shower. Yeah. So there was times I went like three weeks without showering or like if I had a shower, I would have to go like Burger King. Uh, well, it's now Sonic, but I went to Burger King, had to go, you know, bird bath it. Um, and I kind of wanted, so, so there's three things I was kind of looking for, right? I was looking for a place to work out initially. I was looking for a place to um, take a shower and I was looking for a place to kind of like with the lockers, with lockers, so I could at least put like certain important uh, stuff. Uh, so I, if I could get it, so because I was still I was looking for a job, so I like a place I could put an ID and stuff, not worry about getting stolen. Um, and I first went to this other gym. I'm not gonna name it because I'm still boycotting it to this day. So <laughs> <laughs> they get no, gets they get, no play. They get no play. Gets no play in this ride. <laughs> if I accidentally say it, bleep it out. Bleep it out. <laughs> Beep. No playing this ride. No shout outs for you. <laughs> no shout outs. Shout outs to people ain't getting no shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this gym just opened up and um, there had some, some crazy special thing. It was like $15 a month. And I was like, you know, as a homeless kid, I was like, I can afford $15 a month. Yes. And it has everything I'm looking for, you know, shower, place to work out, um, weights. So, I go there, and I was like, hey, you know, uh, took me around, uh, did, the tour, did the tour, 
And uh, afterwards, I was like, all right, you know, they gave me the prices. It was like 30 or $40 a month. I was like, hey, but uh, uh, I, heard, I heard you guys are having a grand opening special, which was $15 a month. And they're like, oh, no, no, that special's over with. But I was like, oh, but no, but you have, a, you have a sign outside. It says grand opening special. Uh, I was like, so that means I still get the special, right? They're like, no, that just means we have to bring in the sign. Oh. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Evil mother. I was like, <laughs> my, my blood was boiling, man. I felt disrespected. And um, so I was like, all right, well, what's the next, what's the next choice? Uh, and I remembered, oh, there's Undisputed, and they, they do jujitsu and stuff. Um, and then uh, I remember my mom was saying I, uh, I could get a discount. So, so I went down. I went down there. Uh, I'm just making, I keep making sure this is on. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm checking you out. So, <laughs> you so, gotta hold it like. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put tape around Whoa, it. <laughs> like you going over the top with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, uh, uh, okay. So I um, so I go down there. And I asked the guy who was at the front desk at the time. I was like, oh, um, is, the, is the owner, it's crazy how it sounds like, is the owner who's always been the owner still the owner? Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> 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 you know what? That sounds like something that got asked regularly. At yeah. <laughs> like, like, is the owner from, because I just wanted to make sure it was the same owner before I, like, I, I, yeah. I, I talked to him. You know, I was like, is the owner from... Like three years ago, still the owner today. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, still same ownership. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, is it? Can I? Can I talk to him? And it was crazy. They're like, oh, you know what? You just missed him. He just walked out the door. I'm like, ah, oh, dang. All right, man. Uh, so I go to leave, and I was just kind of like, you know, like I was, I wasn't gonna come back. I was just like, you know what? Shot my shot. You know, I was. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'll go. I'll go. Whatever. I'm not worried about it no more. So I'm walking out, I'm half a block down, and this guy, he runs out, he's like, yo, 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 yo. And I look, and I saw so I go back, and it was funny, just as I walked out the door, Dave walked in through the back. Um, so it's like the crazy, craziest coincidence. And uh, so I'm talking to him, and he's telling me the price, like I think at the time it was like $135 a month for jujitsu and all yeah. that stuff. And I was like, oh, man, like, I could afford $15 a month. Yeah. But $135, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. So, I, you know, I just I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, um, is there any chance I could um, clean the gym or help help out in any way uh, for a discount price? And it just so happened. He's like, as a matter of fact, we need a new cleaning guy. Can you start tomorrow? And uh, I was like, yeah, because I guess uh, Dave Sr. was cleaning the gym at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, yeah, man, like, uh, for sure. And then how much do I have to pay? He's like, no, man, you clean the gym. You don't have to worry about uh, paying. Um, and so that's, that's, that's essentially how I, I got in. I showed up the next day on time and never left. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Showing up on time. Well, it was like the first time. It was the first like, the real opportunity I had where it was like, it's like, yeah, man, can you clean like three days a week? 
uh, or like or however many times a week at that time he had me cleaning. Um, I was like, and I just saw the opportunity in it because this whole time, I, I still have a letter I wrote to my brother because my brother had got sent to a juvenile hall, whatever. So I, I wrote him a letter and it was talking about how like, um, like, yo, man, like, and it was it was literally the week before I went into Undisputed. I'm like, man, I'm losing hope out here, man. Like, I'm losing hope out here. Like, just opportunities not happening. Um, I just don't know what to do, man. Like, I keep, like, doors aren't opening. But that, towards the end of the letter, like, it's almost like I, I was down when I was first starting to write, like, depressed. Like, first writing the letter, and at the end of the letter, I was like, I'm gonna get lucky, man. I'm gonna get lucky. Like, like I ain't gonna give up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, hype myself up, you know, towards the end of the letter. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta do that, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was cool. And then from there, so <laughs> you started doing jujitsu. Yeah. With sorry. Master Barry. With Master B. <laughs> I got put to sleep my first day. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> I was like, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> I ain't going to tap. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Legit. Like, uh, I don't, like, it's just very, like, training-wise, it's like, I just... Cause I've been with Barrett for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, like since like Hawaii days. Like we both trained together with yeah. Egan, and then he opened up his own school. And then his school was like in Elva Beach, and then I would like go out there to Elva Beach. But it was only open a few days a week. So when it was open, I'd go out there, and then I go back and forth between his school and Egan's school. And then um, when I got the opportunity to come out, but like. We trained in a school that, like, legit, like, I think out of maybe a total of 50 guys that trained out of there, I'd say, like, like 30 to 40 had either went on to, like, Bellator or, like, UFC or, like, had, like, pseudo records or, like, literally it was just, like, everybody, like, so it was a completely different atmosphere. And then we didn't even have, like, a publicized, like, schedule. So you could just <laughs> show up with a bag. And it was funny because it was legit, like, you didn't know what you were going to do. So you just show up with everything you had. And the level of seriousness, like, the size of your water bottle and the size of your bag, it got to a point where I had, like, a hockey bag. <laughs> I was show it's Hawaii. Ain't nobody playing hockey. Yeah. You know? You show up in Hawaii with a hockey bag and you know what I mean? Like a bag big enough to crawl in. All right, he's serious. He's ready for whatever, yeah. you know. You don't even know what we're gonna train today, but you, he's ready for it, clearly. Um and then to get here and it was like that type of like you know, like just kinda like seriousness about training and focus and I don't think any. I don't think very many people were kind of like ready for that, but that coupled with some other things, some uniqueness of the you just kind of like the undisputed North Park era, you know, ex, like gym experience. Those two things combined for some for some tremendous <laughs> experiences for some magic downstairs in the 
in the uh, we, we, the basement, the you dungeon. know, in the dungeon. You know what I mean? You have to go downstairs to where the jujitsu was, where most people didn't even know there was a downstairs. Didn't even realize it was a downstairs because it's like no, it was, most like people, a, it was like a secret club. Yeah, I'm not even sure what that had been at any point in time when that building used to be something else, but yeah, um, it was a. The jiu-jitsu mats were down there, and it was away from everything. There was no windows. And if somebody was screaming, you couldn't hear it. (laughs) You couldn't hear it upstairs because the music would be blasted upstairs, you know. It was fun. Like, uh, in hindsight, I feel like it was, like, fun times, you know. Like, I, I... I think it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. I think it was fun. It was, there were some scary times. There was some definitely <laughs> scary, some scary times. times. You know? There's some, some scary good times. times. There's some, some bad times. times. <laughs> yep. Good times, bad times, scary times, all, you know, all kind of like rolled into one. But a lot of, it was just funny because, like, I feel like a lot of what happened, what made that experience, like, memorable was just kind of like the coming together of, like, you know, that, like, pseudo, not even old school, but, like, semi-old school mm-hmm. training methodology in a completely new area with some colorful sprinkling of, <laughs> of characters <laughs> along the way made for some really, really interesting training. And, like, we, I mean, like, we would, we would train. I felt like we were training, like, all the time. I feel like we we people will come back to the gym at like two three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. After partying all night. Yeah, they have it too. <laughs> they have it too. But people will come back and do artwork. You know what yeah. I mean? Because legit, like there was a time where when I remember I talked alluded to me sleeping at um on my friend's floor because he wouldn't let me sleep on his couch. <laughs> there was a time when um. Because of that, I would just sleep at the gym because I opened up. I was like a 6 o'clock person, so I would just sleep at the gym because I didn't want to drive all the way back to where I was at, at, sleep on the floor, and then hop up early in the morning, drive all the way back. And at that time, I was like... At least you could sleep on the mat. Yeah, I could sleep on the mat. It would be so cold down there, man. It would be so cold. Just disgusting cold. I would sleep in uh, either the fuck high shop or like up top, like the bear's nest. They used to call it the bear's nest because I was... I was just come rumbling out, <laughs> come rumbling out of there, but uh, yeah, it's it that place, man. Like you, you would, you, you never know, cause like legit, like somebody would come in at two o'clock in the morning and just you know and be and just blast some artwork on one of the walls, yeah. you know, like just crazy stuff, just crazy stuff, and like. Um, that's what was cool about the gym. It was always being switched up. Yeah, there's always like new art on the wall. The the layout would always change. Yeah, there was always somebody doing something. Like something was you know, and then I mean like, just like everybody kind of like you suffer together. Everybody kind of like, like kind of stuck together. You know, it's like oh we're gonna go out. All right, cool. Everybody go out. Everybody <laughs> go out and show up to some place. <laughs> you know, doesn't even matter what. Music was playing. Yeah. Doesn't matter what was going on. Everyone was just kind of like together, and then you know, go back and pass out at the gym, <laughs> pass, <laughs> out, pass out on the beds in the basement. 
Or on that first floor, that first floor bathroom, <laughs> bathroom floor. <laughs> that was another good one. Um, so you, I know, I know for a fact that with all that being said, like jujitsu wise, like coming from a lineage where like most of us aren't just jujitsu players, right. like we're like we're there was a time back in I felt like in jujitsu where it was like. You did jujitsu for MMA, right? For MMA, yeah. you know, and like, like that was my story because uh, starting off fighting B class shooto, like it's two five minute rounds, so it's gonna pro- if it goes the distance, it's you're gonna get a decision and you can't, you know. But if you know some submissions, you can get the fight over fast. Like you can, you know. So we was back in the day, it was like. The only thing that mattered was subs. Mm-hmm. The only thing that mattered because subs worked in MMA, you know? So, um, coming from that lineage, like, we we were, like, encouraged to do not just, you know, jiu-jitsu. We were doing jiu-jitsu. We were doing boxing. Um, we were doing anything and everything. We were encouraged to compete, at, you know, as much as possible. Um, I know for a fact you got to compete. <laughs> got to do an in-house smoker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, almost all of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were, I wouldn't even plan on it. They will just throw me in. Hey, you want to you do this uh, box? I'm like, I haven't boxed in like a year. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it's, actually, I feel like that's, that's, it's better that way because there's no pressure. Yeah, you don't have time to it's, worry it's, about. Screwing just, up, you yeah, just like yeah, just like, I did right, it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it like whatever. Twenty burpees and stretch out a little bit. You know, shadow box and <laughs> slip, slip, duck, duck, uh, duck, duck. Watch. <laughs> I used to watch my little Mike Tyson videos. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to not know what you don't know. You yeah, know what I mean, beginner's luck. Beginner's luck, but like you know, like also like beginners like oblivion. Yeah, like, exactly. you do not know what you don't know, yeah. but you can take it. Most things that are big, like, you got to take them one step at a time. You yeah. know, it's like left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Exactly. I walked across the entire United States. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look back. But, like, sometimes, like, the anticipation, it kills it, you know. So, it's like when you don't have that situation where you got the anticipation, you can you can shine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were cleaning up. Clean up the mm-hmm. gym. You move from cleaning up the gym to cutting hair. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Man, <laughs> I needed money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's funny. Like, uh, that's, a, that's a truthful answer. Like, it's funny because before then, I had moved to... So I had moved to Texas uh, for a year. I was building houses out there. And um, so I was like, you know, I, I got these little bit of skills. Might as well uh, continue doing construction. And I actually wanted to be an electrician because the way I looked at it, the electricians were the least, they made the most money and they were the least fucked up when they got older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, Until you have a conversation with them. Yeah, you <laughs> so finally got shocked. <laughs> like you hear some of those stories and you're like, well, I get it. And then uh, <laughs> it makes sense. So 
So I was trying to sign up for the IBEW, um, and I was actually trying to get. Uh, I was trying to. I couldn't get no work. It was during the time, the the, the economy wasn't as good as it, as it is now. There was no construction uh, in Texas, with um, the oil over there. It's booming. Like they had so much money. There's so much construction going on. Uh, there's so many jobs out there that uh, you could go onto any job site and be, with your tool belt and be like, need an extra hand, and they'll have you do something. Uh, so I came back to San Diego, like with that kind of like that that grinders mentality. I'll just show up with with a tool belt, and I'm sure someone will need help. It's not the case. Everyone was like like holding holding yeah. these jobs to their to their chest. They're like, nope, don't need no help. Yeah. Like, like as it was competition, like yeah. taking money out of their pockets. Yeah. So, um, so, so actually, and then, so, and then, um, so I came back, I started working at the gym again, started a window cleaning business, was doing that. Then the, the gym closed down. Um, and I need, man, honestly, um, I started dating this one girl. And she was a hairstylist. And she's like, well, why don't you become a barber? I said, man, I don't want to be no stinking barber. That's stupid. That's a stupid idea. And just like <laughs> hating on it. Just, <laughs> just like, you're dumb for bringing that up. <laughs> like, just, just being a jerk. And, um, but, you know, I never like put anything like, I don't like really like turning down. I like, I like to, I'm, I'm like one of those people that like, I'll sleep on the idea. Right, right. You know, I won't. I won't just. I'll it, make it, fun of it, but that don't mean I'm not take, thinking yeah, about I it. Yeah, I might clown on you, but 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 secretly I'm. I'm it's so like, like it's yeah, processing, you know. Okay, I see how you did that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this, so um, and at the time, like I couldn't afford this. So I looked into it, and it was it, it was to go to school is as much as to pay rent. Uh, so I was like, to pay rent and go to school, I'm still like, you guys think I'm still like, I'm still homeless. Like I'm still practically homeless. Yeah. Like I. I never like overcame homelessness. I was just not more intermittent. Yeah, it was more <laughs> intermittent phases yeah. of, of homelessness. So, so like I was, I would be homeless, live at the gym, then I would went commercial fishing. Yeah. Then came to live at the gym, then went to go do construction in Texas, where I was, I mean, still living on job sites. Yeah. And then I came back to San Diego, living in the gym. Yeah. And then, um, and then I kind of like moved into someone's like. Um, roach infested living room. Yeah. Uh, for like two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's like so. I'm like I'm barely making it, and uh, so I couldn't afford no, no like seven hundred fifty dollar go to school a month. So I just started. Uh, so I was just hustling, hustling, doing my best. Um, and then I randomly went to this this barber shop, and I was talking to them, and they were saying, hey. California Barber and Beauty College. Shout out to California Barber and Beauty College on 53rd and Elkhorn Boulevard. That's right. What's up? They're like, they just started accepting financial aid. And I was like, what? So that day I took the bus or rode my bike. I can't remember which one. I, I went up there and um, I talked to them. And I, I was like, one, and I was like, yeah, I'll sign up right now. Boom. Started that Tuesday. I was one of the first people to be accepted for financial aid for barber school in San Diego. Uh, it was just crazy that like, the coincidence of that happening. Like I went into a random barbershop on accident, like, um, and they just happened to give me this little piece of information I had no idea about, and told me that this school over here, which was the actual school I was looking for, 
So, because um, someone told me to go look for the people who run the school, and I actually went to the wrong barber shop, um, and they told me about the they told me about the financial aid, so I went. Um, so that made it so I was able to afford school. Um, and that was a journey all, all on its own too. That was that was an easy easy. Yeah, going to school. Yeah, but it's funny because so like I didn't I went from not wanting to be a barber. And then two weeks into it, I was like, man, you could work your own hours, work, on, <laughs> work, work with your hands. Yeah. You get in what you put in. You get as good as you want to get good. Yeah. Uh, and you make money doing it. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm in. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> all I'm in. in. All, all in. chips. <laughs> I put all my chips in there. And then uh, <laughs> also, like, honestly, I didn't think barbers made money. I didn't think they made money. Because um, I remember... So I never had a good haircut growing up. I went to like the 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 seven dollar yeah. Vietnamese guy who gave everyone the same military style haircut. Chili bowl. The chili, <laughs> man, like you would you would go almost a year without getting a haircut just because they were so bad. Yeah, like you'd be like, I would just rather not get a haircut. Yeah, and um, so I'm thinking like, well, I only go to the barber like once every six months yeah. for seven dollars. How much can a barber really make? Yeah, and uh, one of my friends who was a barber, he sat me down. He's like, he showed me his books. Yeah. He's like, look, this is what I made. He showed me the progression, like five years worth of books. He's like, he showed me the progression on how much he was making. He was making like like $75,000 or something. And I was like, oh, dang, there's really money in this? <laughs> and once I found out there was money in barbering, I um, I went hard, like... I went hard. Everything, nothing else mattered. Nothing yeah. else mattered besides me learning how to cut good hair. Yeah. Because uh, that was my golden ticket out of the streets. Yeah. And legit, like, so I found out you were cutting hair, and I was like, oh, that's dope. Next thing I hear is you working at 619. <laughs> Shout out to 619. Shout out to 619. <laughs> um, that's the black barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> and you understand what that means. So some of my listeners will know, some of my listeners might not know, but you can't be, you know what I mean? You can't just be like, oh, I cut a little bit and be working at a black barbershop and not be black. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're, you're scrutinized to a higher level, you know? So I was like, yo, Jay's working at a black barbershop? What? <laughs> uh, get down there and see what's going on, man. <laughs> How did that come about? <laughs> so, man, so that came about. Um, so one of the, one of the my friends who went to Undisputed, he was a boxer. He was getting a haircut by. Um, he's not my friend, but I didn't know him at the time. By my boy uh, Lenny. And Lenny had just left 619 Barbershop to go open up his own shop uh, on 28th, on 28th down there by, uh, I think it's like uh, Grant, uh, Logan, Sherman Heights. I can't remember. So, so he had told me that he was looking for a barber, and I was still in barber school. So, so I, I kind of like, uh, I was like, all right. Like, it went, uh, so after a few months of barber school, when I started feeling like I was kind of good enough, I needed more practice. I had went down to um, to Lenny's shop, and I met with him. 
um, and he gave, you know, like he, he like blessed me with the, the, the chance to work at his barbershop um, while I was in school, you know, like after hours and stuff. And it was a very slow area, yeah. a very slow area. Uh, so there wasn't a lot of walk-ins. But yeah. I mean, but I, I was able to, uh, even if I cut like three people that week, that was three more people that, that um, I would have never been able to cut. That's three more practices. Right, right. Um, so, so eventually, like, there's a disagreement with the, the land. The landlord was kind of a slum, slumlord. Yeah. There's yeah. a disagreement between him and the landlord. So he closed up the shop, and then he went back to 619 Barbershop, right? And so and he had told me, like, what, how, how much of a, a, a good guy uh, Arvis was. Arvis is the, the owner of 619. Shout out to Arvis. Shout out to Arvis Henderson, you know, big blessing. So I had um, went up to, like, go meet him. And I met, I was like, you know, are you, Ar- hey, Arvis, uh, you know, is, I'm Jeremiah. I, I worked for um, Lenny at his shop. And I was, I was wondering if you can, um, you know, maybe make room for me at this barbershop. And at first he said no. And um, it's just, I didn't have a license and he didn't want to take the chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, you know, all right, well, thank you. If you change your mind, let, let me know. So then uh, I ended up getting another, I ended up getting uh, hired at another barbershop called uh, Nitty's. And uh, that was a cool barbershop. I, I, I developed very quickly at that barbershop because uh, it was at the mall. Oh, wow. And there was so many walk-ins. Yeah. So much walk-ins, so much foot traffic at that mall that I was just able to, like, I would work, bro. I would, I would open the shop and close the shop seven days a week. Oh, wow. That's how much I wanted it. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many walk-ins, so that means that's me working all day. That's practice, 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 practice. And I started making money for the fir- for the first time. Yeah. Um so that was a motivation as well. And so I got I actually developed my skills and got um good quicker at that barbershop just cuz I was able to to get more heads in than anywhere else. Uh and and that kind of correlates to martial arts as well, like the only way to get good is is repetition. It's, yep. it's practice, 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 drill, 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 yep. and that's where jujitsu actually um, came into play for me. Yeah, was was that um, was that mentality, that drill mentality. Yeah, and um, so and then I left there, and then I went to because uh, they they kind of closed down. It was kind of a a, a sinking ship. There's there's some issues there, so I left, um, and I went to 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 uh, my boy Javier's shop, Raymond's Barbershop. And shout I worked, out to Raymond's Barbershop. Shout out to Raymond's Barbershop, <laughs> you know. Um, ha- like, Javier was one of the first barbers I talked to because he was my barber at the time. He was one of the first barbers I talked to uh, into, and I told him, I was, I was like, he's, he was the one telling me to become a barber as well. Yeah. So he was a big uh, motiva- motivating factor into me becoming a barber as well. Uh, so I went to go work at his shop. Uh, and and um, he was having some issues to where he kind of had to come back to North Park because yeah. he opened up his own shop in Santee. Yeah. So he was going through some things. He had to come back to North Park. The only thing is there's only two chairs. Yeah. So um, so which kind of meant like I had to I had to kind of go find another barbershop. Yeah. Yeah. So but the funny thing is, I would finish work at all these other barbershops, but the second I finished work. I would go hang out at 619. Yeah. Because yeah. Lenny was my friend. And I would yeah. go visit him. Yeah. And then 
and slowly everyone became my friend. Yeah. Uh, so I was already hanging out at six one nine um, after cutting out another barbershop anyways. Yeah. So eventually, so when they told me they're like, "Hey, you gotta look for another barbershop," I went to six one nine. I talked to Arvis. I was like, like on my lunch break or something, you know. I went I was like, "Hey, Arvis, um, I gotta, I gotta find another barbershop." Yeah. Um, can I, can I cut? Can you make room for me here? He's like, "You want to start today?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want to start today? <laughs> he's like, he's like, I got, a, I got a station for you right here. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, give me, like, let me finish off these two weeks to let my clients know I'm moving. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll come by, and then it's funny. I, I, and then he actually hired his other boy, uh, Murph, and he Murph took my station, so I came back like, cause I was like, I came back and I was like, you know, someone else's stuff is. I'm like, yo, so. You said I could be here, right? You said I could be here, right? Like, we so cool. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Like, he actually bought me a, a whole, like, he bought me a new station, my own station, my oh, own wow. mirror, yeah. uh, threw me on the other side. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so he made room for me. And 619 was, uh, uh, was a cool, cool barbershop, man. Cool old school barbershop. Yeah. Very old school, yeah. You go there, you can watch every episode of Martin. <laughs> every episode of a different world. Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> man, but hey man, in the mor in the morning, I should like you you would have um Hawkeye that you would have like the old guys watching their stories. Oh wow. The old guys watching their <laughs> stories, man. It was <laughs> As the world turns. As the world turns. What was what was another one? Uh, Days of our Days lives. Of our lives. I was like, oh, I'm like, you guys actually watch this stuff, man? Come Hell on. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm in, I'm in someone's grandma's house so, right now. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, but a lot of people don't realize it, but like, like one of the things about being in a black barbershop is like the ability to cut, like yeah. it takes an artistic eye to yeah. be able to like cut proficiently. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like, Everyone's hair ain't the same. Everyone's, um, like, the way their scalp pattern grows is different. Somebody got, everyone's texture is different. Like, some people have different textures on the same head. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, like, but everyone wants you to make them look like number 14. <laughs> Actually, nobody really used those anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, I got rid of that thing. <laughs> it get, you know, it's funny because, like, so it's navigating that and trying to make bring everybody's head to a number 14 that takes art, you mm -hmm. know, like artistic eye to begin with. But then you get to the point where, especially, like, with, like, trends and everything, like, everybody mm -hmm. wants to have this. Oh, can you do this? And I want to have it. You know, I want finger waves on, I want on the top, and then I want it faded to the side, but not above here because it makes my head look fat. And then I want it to be able to poof out into the afro in the back, put the booty yeah. in the back. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. And you got to take all that stuff yeah. into your head and then come up and deliver that person with what they what they want. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so so one, one, thing, one thing, like, I, um, so my goal when becoming a barber was because when I was growing up, I never had a good haircut. Like, I relied on the professional right. to know what looks good on me, right? Right. So I didn't know what looked good. Yeah. I relied on the professional. Hey, can you do what looks good? Yeah. Um, and they disappointed me every time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply. Deeply, man. <laughs> man, like, you ever got clowned on for a bad haircut before? <laughs> like. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, ever, you, ever gone to, you ever gone to the first day of school with a bad haircut? <laughs> That'll do something to your spirit, man. That'll do something to your spirit. Your, your grades ain't right after that. <laughs> How you grades right? No, no. You look at the, no. I don't want to go to school. He zeked me. <laughs> so Shout out to Uncle Zeke. <laughs> So, so, so my goal in becoming a, a barber was um, to be that person. I can look at your head, look at your hair type, look at what you got going on, and know what's going to be the good haircut for you. Yeah. Like, oh, you want a number 14? A, a number 14 ain't your haircut, man. Like, but this, but I can give you a version of that that's going to look good on you. Right. It won't be exactly that, but it will be, it will be uh, what looks best on you. Um, and I, I did that for like for for anybody. It didn't matter if you're black, white, or whatever. Like, whatever hair texture you had, whatever you're working with, I would give you the best version haircut that would best suit you. That was custom for you. That's what's um, up. Because because that's what I would have wanted when I was getting a haircut. Uh, I would want the professional to know what would best look for me, no matter who I was in the right. chair. And also even like uh, what, what helped me too, like again, going back to jujitsu is in jujitsu, we trained gi and no gi. Right. You know, right. you have to be proficient in both. Right. So, so that's how I felt with hair. I'm like. And you might I, have to throw, fight somebody at some point. Yeah. And, so, and you got to be able to throw some hands. <laughs> yeah. You might, you might get hit. <laughs> you got to be able to throw some hands you too. Duck. You know, you get, like you can't, you can't be jumping, throwing flying triangles in a fight. You know what I'm nah. saying? And, and even though I do jujitsu, I always tell people like, if I get into a fight, the last place I want to go is the ground. There ain't no mess like, there. If I yeah, there ain't. No, it hurt. <laughs> Have you been on the ground? It hurts. You, your, your elbows hurt. Like like, it's, it's not fun. Like if you get stop it from the ground, like do that. Like going. I mean, if you can stop it from standing, do that. If you, you have to go to the ground, then you know what to do. Man, you know it's trippy. I I um. I used to keep like videos after videos after videos of competition footage of people like stored on my computer you know what i mean so like i had videos i had instructionals i had all this crap stored on my computer you know and like i remember one time i got this video because so back when like gracie's in action came out there was that huge fight with hickson and at the time his name was hugo duarte on mm-hmm. the beach and some reason i ended up falling down a rabbit hole as I've been known to do, looking up Hugo Duarte, I end up with Hugo Duarte's like, like uh, Luda Livre DVD, or oh, not even DVD, but it's like it was like the video. Mm-hmm. Like so, I end up with the video, and I'm like, I remember thinking, looking at it, and like thinking to myself, man, this video, this looks strange. I don't even know why they're moving that way. Like, is it a Luda Livre thing? First of all, it was in the, you know what I mean. And, uh, the, the wrestling speedos? The, yeah, yeah, the budgies, like the Australians call it, or the the, the mantis, the man panties, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whatever. And I'm like, the Valley Tudo shorts. They was rocking the Valley Tudo shorts. I'm like, I don't <coughs> even know about this. I don't know how long I can watch this and still be you know, in the realm of reality for myself. Um, but then I look closer at it. I'm like, yo, they got knee pads on. Yo, these guys is doing jujitsu on a hard wooden floor. <laughs> and then I mean, respect it. I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have to. You know, I couldn't watch all the way through. But like, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking like, yo, that 
adds in a completely different element. Doesn't it though? Well, it makes it almost like like for real, for real, because it's like if you were to use something, mm -hmm. like everyone like throws people mm -hmm. indiscriminately or tries to execute a takedown indiscriminately. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just be doing that. Nah, nah. <laughs> you gotta know that the ground is not your friend. Well, it's, like, it's like something as little as like it can be, like shrimping. Like it can be your ally, but it don't, it's not always your friend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like like something as 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 little as shrimping, right? Like you see a lot of people like they don't really lift their their butts or whatever to like move, right? They right. like just slide. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, if you try to do that on asphalt, you're gonna, you're gonna get road rash, man. Yeah, you're gonna rip your um. You rip your pants pocket off. Yeah. <laughs> you look up. <laughs> like you got attacked by a cheese grater. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> man. Like, yeah. The, street, the streets, know, like, it hurts. I've been, we all been in the street fights, man. Like, we all know what it's like. We all, like, get scraped knees, elbows. Yep. And then you go take that shower and put the soap in you. Like, ah, <laughs> get the sting. <laughs> I close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Only for a moment. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <sighs> yeah, man. Shout out to Street Fights. Shout out to Street Fights. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to antibacterial soap. <laughs> <laughs> soap is good. Very good. Hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide. Hy hy all that. Calamine lotion. <laughs> all that. So, cutting hair 619. 619 Nina. Then the next iteration, next transition is photography yes how did that happen so that happened because i wanted to add another level of professionalism to to my haircuts right i wanted to um i want to help brand and market myself better right so i bought a and i want to do youtube videos yeah it's funny how it's funny how how uh, cocky i was Back when I wanted to do YouTube videos, because I thought I was the shit. But then, like, a year later, I was looking at my haircuts a year before, and, and I was like... <laughs> and then a year after that, I was looking at my haircuts, and I was you like... get better. I was like, man, like, I, I'm glad I didn't do those YouTube videos. But <laughs> 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 it was a very humbling experience. Yeah. But So I bought the camera because I wanted to be able to take pictures and post it on Instagram and have that, little, that extra level of crispiness and professionalism to my picture. So it's like... If they go to my Instagram and they see how how dope my 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 pictures look, my aesthetic looks, and then they go on someone else's Instagram, and they see like some iPhone pictures, they're gonna be like, and just a, a good camera captures the haircut better. <coughs> Sorry. I mean nowadays, actually, the, the phone cameras are actually pretty good nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But but just a few years ago, they were not yeah. at that level. Um. So that's kind of how I, oh, okay, so sorry. So so that's why I bought a camera. Yeah. But then I spent, I think it was like almost over $1,000 buying this setup. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a lot of money. That was probably like the most money I ever spent on, on one single thing at that time. Yeah. And I was like, I have to justify spending this amount of money. Yeah. So I got I gotta learn every everything about this camera. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta learn like I gotta all go the special shoot. settings. I gotta, I gotta go shoot. I gotta, <laughs> you know, I got. As a matter of fact, I gotta find a way to make money off of this camera so to I can get an ROI. Right. <laughs> yeah. To justify it, and then um, so I just went down the rabbit hole, rabbit hole, YouTube, uh, um, learning, 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 
And then I was trying to take pictures of jujitsu, and then um, cause I and then so I was like, now I was doing a few things like shooting everything now, right? And but the thing is, my lens I had to be up close to to take the pictures, right? And I had no idea about lenses or anything, so I hit up Koch. Shot right. big, huge shout, shout out, out to, to Koch. Major influence. Major influence on on me too as well. Like <laughs> huge, like um when it comes to photo and video for me um so i hit i i i sent Koch a message i was like hey man this is what i want to do what lens do you uh suggest i buy and he told me uh he's like well if you want to like take pictures from like a stand or whatever from far away you want to get a 70 to 200 lens right so i looked at the 70 200 lens it was like three grand yeah it's a lot of coin. American. American. <laughs> Three grand American. <laughs> Not pesos. Not to be confused with any sort of other higher, you know. And so I was like, all right. So, you know, I just kind of like didn't get it right away. I was like, that's a lot of coin. So, but eventually I want to like, I really want to up my game, you know. Um, so I, I bought the lens. Three grand. And then I bought, it was, it was honestly, it was probably like a um, impulse buy. At the time, um, it was a good buy though, but yeah. but it kind of but that's what kind of like uh, sent me down even further down this rabbit hole. I was like, I just spent three thousand dollars on a lens. Like that's, <laughs> I that's got a, to learn. I everything. got to learn everything about this. <laughs> yeah. And you know what the craziest thing was? Uh, so so I wasn't really like. So me and Koch were not like close at all, right? Like, right, right. We may have seen each other pass by. Yeah. Or we might like we we didn't hang out at the time because he was doing his own thing. I was just coming into Undisputed, fresh off the streets. Yeah. And then Koch was um, doing his own thing like, at the time. And so, I just kind of knew of him because he took pictures, and yeah. everyone, everyone knew Koch. He was like a legend around the gym. Yeah. And so. So when I bought this lens, it just so happened, Koch came into the shop, to the to the to George's uh, cameras, and I was like, "Yo, what are the chances that you told me to buy the lens three months ago? I decided to buy the lens today, and you came in." Yeah. And then I I, I was talking to him. I was like, "Hey, man, like, can you show me how to use shoot? this lens? Can you show me how to use this? You know what I'm saying?" <laughs> and 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 he was so cool, man. Like. Um, He's like, yeah, man, let's come through. And I pretty much, like, kicked it with him, like, went on his gigs or whatever, like, uh, assisted him, held the light for him, and tried to soak up as much knowledge as I could for, for like, um, for like a, a year straight. Yeah. Like, I would cut hair full time. Yeah. The second I'm done cutting hair, I would go down to kick it with Koch. Yeah. To, like, soak up, watch him edit and all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so like like my even like my landscape shooting style like all this, well, I was with Koch at one of his uh, events when I shot this picture. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah, yeah. Koch is a huge influence, man, and he was always willing to share. You know, like as far as like sharing knowledge and whatnot, and like yeah, he's like one of the first people I knew that used like Photoshop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like photo what, huh? <laughs> He's like, and I remember I took I took a private with him. He was teaching me how to use like 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 hotkeys for different things. He's like, yeah. this is how you want to do it. You don't want to use your mouse. You want to do this. I'm like, 
you know too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to know that much. <laughs> you it's, know? it's overwhelming. It's like, overwhelming. It's, it's, it's so a, much information. Yeah, yeah. It's so much information. And I think that's what, what kind of slowed me down a little bit was um, I was trying to learn everything. Like I was like trying to learn photo and video. At the same time. And graphic design. So I'm trying to – and then so photo and video alone just by shooting – is is a skill yeah now you try to learn programs okay now i'm trying to learn premiere pro now i'm trying to learn after effects now i'm trying to learn lightroom now i'm trying to learn photoshop now i'm trying to learn illustrator um the whole suite and, and it's so <laughs> many languages there's so yeah. many, it's like learning each one is a, its own language yeah. and its own thing um whereas so i was kind of like everywhere i think i kind of slowed down some progress like whether had i just like just focused on straight on um I think it takes time too, but like I've had just focused on like photo and video or like just photos or just videos. I probably would have like got excelled faster at just doing that. But uh, I try to learn. I try to learn everything. Everything. So yeah, just takes a little bit longer. It's funny because like nowadays there was literally a time where like if you just focus focus on photo, there wasn't video to worry about. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you could get a leg up that way. But nowadays it's almost like you have to have like a certain level of like awareness about all those different programs, you know, all those different industry standard programs, mm-hmm. Premiere, Final Cut Pro, After Effects, you know, Lightroom. Mm-hmm. You got you got to learn everything, you know, Illustrator, Photoshop, all that. Yeah, and you have to you have to learn because like you have to know photo you have to know photoshop when you want to drop in graphics and stuff into into your video edit right and then you have to know illustrator if you want to drop in like shapes or whatever into after effects if you want to do like animation stuff yep um they they all kind of they all have their u- units you know they all have their their uses and maybe back in the day you were either a photo guy or a video guy yeah but now with the way the world is moving yeah. and the capabilities of the cameras like the camera can now uh, it can it can shoot photo and it has it's a photo camera with great video capabilities yeah so yeah. now you're doing both in the same camera yeah. so you you almost have to know how to do everything you have to know how to do photo and video although you can't specialize in one or the other but it's it's good to know uh, if you can learn it all why not yeah and and it's almost like like i find that like from for me for jujitsu it's like like one of the things that drove me and kept me going in jujitsu is like learning a submission or learning Mm -hmm. a new submission or learning a new setup or learning what's out there and like scratching 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 and then working at it working at it working at it until Okay, now I got this, or at least I not I may not have it a hundred percent, but I have it to the point where I can use this in certain scenarios. So now I got something for my toolbox, and I feel like with like like graphic art and like like uh, media arts, it's very similar. It's like you learn a tool and then you play around with it until you feel comfortable, and then mm-hmm. you can. You know, progress, but the more tools you have, the more robust um, images you can create and visual things that you can create and like kind of like use to kind of like invoke emotion. Um, one of the things I always see, or at least I see pretty frequently, like just from talking to people, 
I got this concept kind of like of what art is. And art to a lot of people is 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 evoking an emotion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, doing something that you do that elevates something to the point where it evokes emotion from somebody that may be watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of it like this, like there's different mediums that people use to create art. And one of those might be, for instance, like painting. It's like people paint houses, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But if you do it so much that you can not only paint a house, but you can paint a scene and then, or you can paint a painting or you feel like you can basically take that paintbrush and then you've practiced that stroke so much that you've, you've elevated the mundane to the point of expression mm-hmm. that becomes art. And I feel like with media arts, that's something very similar because someone could literally, you can go, the guy that, you know, works at, you know, the t-shirt shop that puts, you know, Comic Sans on a, a spank white tee for somebody's mom for a bachelor's night out, <laughs> or a bachelorette's night out, bachelorette party or whatever, is, this, is using those tools, but to elevate it to the point where it speaks to somebody, to have that, like, coordinated with, like, the other tools that you might have, like, say, like, video or, or like, or, uh, or uh, still photography or what have you, like, that's the elevation of the mundane to expression to a point it becomes art. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that's how you got into photo. That's the background on that. From that, um, you started doing video, and now you're mm-hmm. like, you've almost come like full circle. Like you're like, I, I, I know stuff. I see you working with uh, with Jason from Epic and yeah. like all kinds of stuff. I'm like, what do you what do you, what do you got going on now? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, shout out to Jason Stewart. Shout out to Jason Stewart. Um, well, I started working with Jason because Jason was looking for a video guy because uh, Jason uh, wanted to do a bunch of uh, micro content, like social media content. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So uh, Jason wanted to do a whole bunch of micro content, social media content, and he um, hit up Koch, but Koch was, um, Koch was very busy. He, like, worked for ESPN or something like right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Koch, Koch is doing his thing, man. He's, like, doing jobs, like, working with Ari and... Yeah. Which I don't know if you guys know what Ari is, but Ari is like one of the like to rent. They they have cameras you can't even buy. Right. You can only rent them, and they're like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, to rent. Um. So they're like the ones that big Hollywood uses. Uh. So anyways, so Koch had a uh, uh, given um pretty much gave him my number and let him know that um that that's what I'm doing, and he said that it would be good for me because um. Kacha was kind of like a big um, factor in like kind of talking to me into like doing uh, video video. full time. Yeah. And kind of not cutting hair. Yeah. Uh, So so it's kind of like motivating me to get into it full time. So he kind of like hooked me up with uh, with with Jason as like one of my first clients. Yeah. And um, hanging out with Jason, Jason kind of like 
Jason's big on like mentality, like uh, big on he owns Epic Fighting, does real estate, does all kinds of stuff. But he, he's big on like, because he kind of has like a similar background a little bit. So he kind of grows up like a lot of people have the, this poor mentality. Yeah. And just like, and we don't even realize we have poor mentalities. We have very limiting, we, we, we give limiting ourselves limiting systems. thoughts, you know, yeah. like yeah. just like um, a rev limiter. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so like when people say, oh, how come you don't do A, B and C? How come you don't make more money? Ah man, I don't gotta make no more money, man. Like I'm cool. I'm cool with what I make right now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, which is which is not, you know, I don't. If you're happy, you know, you're, you're happy. Yeah. But sometimes our our limiting thoughts is just because we're 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 scared to to go beyond what we already where we already are. So. So I've been I've been working with him a lot lately on his on his projects and through working with him has been training my brain to to let go of some of these limiting thoughts. And realize that, um, like, one of my goals is I want to make $10,000 a month, right? That's, what right. That's, that's one of my goals. Um, whereas if I would have told, I've told some of my friends that before, and they'd be like, man, be realistic, man. You ain't going to make no $10,000 a month. That is realistic. <laughs> <laughs> you like, might not, yeah. but I will. <laughs> exactly. Like, like they, they're all, like, and they start, like, bringing you down to the point where you're like, you know what, like, Maybe you're right. Maybe like that. That's a lot. Maybe that is a lot of money. Like it's ten thousand dollars. Maybe it is a lot of money. But then I was talking to like I'm talking to Jason and and his his group of friends and they're like they're like hey J Pro wants to make ten thousand dollars a month and they're like that's it yeah that's easy that's cute they're like <laughs> they're cute. like they're like ten thousand oh man you could do that in a year <laughs> like that's the first step like to make ten thousand that's the e- that's easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's just a, it's a huge difference being like, ah, oh, man, sh- man, get, get out of here, man. Like, t- man, no one makes 10,000 to like, oh, that, that's it. Like, it's a big difference. Like, different in mentality, difference yeah. in mentality. Uh, so it's been a, bit, a blessing working with, with Jason and uh, really developing my mindset, like I said. I find it's a thing for me. I, I, I think of it like this. It's like if you ask the right questions. You get the right answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it all boils down to, like, the types of the types of questions you ask yourself. You know what I mean? Because, like, literally, like, I find a lot of times when I sit by myself, like, my thoughts are literally just a series of questions and answers. Like, <laughs> literally, like, am I hungry? What do I want to eat? I want Chinese food. Yep, <laughs> Chinese food. Yep. Before I know it, I'm en route to go acquire some Chinese food. Yeah. But it was all question and answers that led me up to that point. And that's on a on a micro level, on a micro level, but on mm-hmm. a macro level, it's the same thing. Where do I see myself? How do I see myself getting there? Life by design, man. E- exactly. So you practice ask, asking yourself the right questions, and then you'll find the right answers. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, no, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't mm-hmm. do this. And you're just reaffirming, you it's, know. It's like, it's like um, instead of telling yourself, oh, I can't afford that, yeah. tell yourself, what do I, uh, how can I afford that? Yeah. What do I got to do? Or or just anything in life. Like, if, if you're not happy, you'd be like, oh, I'm not happy. You'd be like, well, what do I have to do to become happy? You right. Know, what, what life? What what different uh, life choices do I have to make? Right. Well, if you ask the right questions, you get the right answers. One of the things that like was influential on me was like 
like uh, some of the philosophy that Ensign brings mm-hmm. into it. Shout out to Ensign. Um, his thing, you know, his belief about uh, like submissions and being submitted, you know, like, like, uh, now I'm by no means have I ever achieved the, you know, the level of like just never being submitted because I'm always getting submitted. Um, but just the notion that like instead of you believing that it's over, at least. You're looking at, at like so. If so, it's just for instance, like say if you're getting choked, right? Instead of you just tapping because you're getting choked, because you feel a little bit of pain, you're getting choked. You recognize that you're being submitted, and then you look for the out. It's better for you to exhaust every potential option to get out of there before you do it. Before mm-hmm. you let before you let the tap happen before because before you submit, look for every possible option. Did you do everything you could do to do everything to do everything you can do? Or are you just giving up halfway? Exactly, and it's like if you have that mentality, like if you look for the answer, you know, like I mean, there's gonna be times where you run, you literally run head first into a brick wall, and you just gotta recognize that maybe I shouldn't have been asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also times where you um, you look for the out, yeah, and you find the out, like you find the way to level up to that next. But that, but that's how it starts. It starts from like not necessarily just accepting, you know, defeat. Or at face value, not accepting, you know. It's, like, it's just it's, it's changing your literature, like right. Ch- changing the way you talk, the, the way you ask yourself questions, like instead of saying why it can't, why giving yourself excuses on why you can't do something, like tell yourself like why you can do something. Right, right. Like um, why, why, you know, it got choke on me. I can't, I can't get out. Yeah. Or be like, well, what do I gotta do to get out? Yeah. Where's his hand at? Oh, it's up here by my head. Okay, now I'm... All right, you thought you was bad. Yeah. It's my turn. You thought you were going to get this. <laughs> now I'm on top. Now I'm on top. <laughs> what do you think about that? Now it's ah, my ah, turn. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Breathing down your neck. <laughs> yeah. So, you right, so, right now, you're doing video with Jason, mm-hmm. and, um, and then... Uh, what are, what 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 are some of the projects that you got going on, man? So right now, because it's my first year, really diving into it, because I quit the barbershop in May. Yeah. So before I quit the barbershop, so I'm a big I'm a believer in mastery, right. you know, like um, and that's something that comes like everything like everything stems from jujitsu, right? Right. And I still train to this day, like not to the same level as i was when i was living when you're at the gym. immersed in it when i was immersed like you <laughs> couldn't you wake escape up, it like <laughs> are they rolling oh dang Man, I'm, like what you know what one thing i used to love about living in the gym was uh and it's crazy so i went from from being homeless to living at the gym for like a long time right all my friends were doing martial arts all my friends were fighters and all that stuff right so it was nothing to be like walking to go to the bathroom and someone throws some gloves at you and they're like now you're sparring 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like that's that, or or like, or you're you're walking, and all of a sudden you double legged your 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 friend, and yeah. now, now you're in a thirty minute rolling Third match, no roll. time limit. Yeah, yeah. So you either get tired or someone loses. <laughs> like, I was trying to go to the bathroom, dog. <laughs> like, you're messing like, with me. <laughs> like that that was life for you. That was normal. Like, yeah. kind of reminded me of like dogs and wolves, like how they play. Like, yeah. they play look like. They play it rough, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and it was fun, like, you know. Um, so we reserved the right. Reserved the right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just it was just normal for me. That's like that's how that's how the boys play. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It was nothing just to like to grab you and like yeah. now we rolling playfully or or we go hard as hell or maybe yeah, we get yeah. mad. Now we're going really hard. Yeah. Um, and then uh, but then you let then you're cool afterwards. Try to scrape someone's head against the cage like a cheese grater. <laughs> Shout out to the homie Allen. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yo. He was still forgiving for that. Yo, that's, that's so cold, man. Finding that's new inventive so... ways. <laughs> new evil, evil ways. Call this the cheese grater. Cheese grater. I wonder if this, this works. This, this, this cage is reality. <laughs> <laughs> Might be at the park one day. Well, you might have to, you know. What are you going to do? How are you going to get out of this? You got to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's funny. So, so I went to, I was just telling this story. That's how I remembered. Is So when I went to barber school, you got to remember, the gym had only been closed for like a month or two. Yeah. So I'm still like in this, um, in, the, in, this in this martial arts reality. Yeah. So I'm so and I'm going to school like where I went to school like the guys were pretty tough you know yeah they're all everyone who I went to school with were like from the streets yeah you know uh, so the way I I show like you know the way I show like how we're friends yeah I grab you I try to choke you yeah <laughs> but then you try to choke me too but you try to choke me too and it's cool you know it's what cool saying? exactly like we, we we get in this we get in this uh uh that's what we're doing yeah and and this is when I realized. That's not normal. <laughs> you can't do that to you everybody. Can't do that to people. You can't like, just go regular so, civilians and just, you know, so like, try oh, to like, try they, to strangle like, them. Like, there's this one guy. He um, he was he was a big dude. He was he was a big big dude, and uh, he's like, oh yeah, I did jujitsu too. I'm like, oh cool. Like, boom, you do jujitsu too, so you know a little something. And uh, so we're just messing around. Like, oh yeah. You know, start like start wrestling <laughs> with him, like kept toss him to the ground, and um, oh, he got pissed. He got, he got upset, man. He's like, like he, got, he got really upset, and I was confused. I was like, like, I thought you did jujitsu, bro. I thought, like we're just, I thought we're having fun right now. Like, and that's when I realized, like, um, not everyone does that, not everyone plays like that. <laughs> I had to get re reimmersed into uh, actual uh, society, C- civilian life. The civilian life. I didn't realize that what I was doing was abnormal. <laughs> You're not allowed to just, you know what I mean. Grease, but I reserve the right. Greet people, you know, because we but we reserve the right but though. We reserve the right. Like, um, I forgot how I got into that. Oh, we was talking about. Um, I forgot how you got into it too. 
<laughs> but we were talking but, about. I, but but first, my main question was like, "What you got going on?" Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I started talking to like. But then we had a flashback yeah. moment. Well, like one of them Highlander cause, moments. Because jujitsu to this day, so like, all my values are from jujitsu. Like, yeah. Like everything, like master, like. So when I came into the gym, we're doing another flashback right now. We we got yeah, time. We got yeah, time. We, we got all the time in the world. Okay. Man. Okay. Okay. So 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 when I, I came, got gigabytes, son. Gigabytes. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so so when I came into the gym, I came in with a very street mentality. Yeah. Like um, I think I think one of the things like Herman like was like like kind of like uh, shout out to Herman Toronto. Shout out to Herman Toronto. So like I think um, so I just came in with like that kind of like because I I had like these pimps were like like uh, pulling out knives on me like yeah like. People like pulled out guns on me before. Yeah. Um, so you gotta be tough. You know, can't be no bitch. You know, yeah. like, you know what I'm no punk bitch. Excuse, excuse the language. It's okay. It's explicit. But, but you got like you you, on, <laughs> you you in the streets. You know, you can't show weakness. You right. know, uh, so you could be like you got a gun, but you could be scared. But you gotta be like, what you gonna do? And um, you know, you find out. Luckily, I. Luckily, uh, I called the bluff on the right on the right side. But, uh, but anyways, so I went. To, I came into the gym with a street mentality, like tough, chest yeah. out. You know, like I think Herman has said something, and I kind of like nutted up on it, like, yeah, like what's up then? And um, got my ass whipped. like you know it's just like it's, it's a humbling experience like you need yeah. to go through that and everyone yeah. most people go through that and i think uh most people need to go through that well especially like i needed to go through that some people come in already chill already knowing what's up i came in like tough thinking i was tough and so i can't and so like they kind of put me through the ringer until until i was humble and then and then there was like certain situations, you know, like there was like um, when you you go to the gym and, and, and especially like uh, uh, being under like Barrett, like he Master Barrett, shout out to Master Barrett, shout out Master Barrett, huge shout out. And then so he he lives a, he lives a lot like a like a samurai life, you know what I'm saying? Like he lives a pretty like a virtuous, purposeful, purposeful, virtuous like certain life, you know, like and. So if if you are acting out of one of his out of one of his virtues, he'll correct your behavior. Yeah. Um, and sometimes he'll correct your behavior and not tell you that he's correcting your behavior, and you have to like go sit at home and you're like think when you're like, look how you to, look, look how like, you look. You, know, you have to like look <laughs> at yourself in the mirror and you're like, well, what did I do right. to 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 what did I what did I do to like. Um, to deserve this ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta self examine. Yeah, self examine. And yeah. it really, like, doing it that way really, like, makes you open your eyes. Cause then you, like, look back to, like, it's, it's, um, like, did I run a stop sign? Like, yeah, <laughs> you, like you go, yeah. you, 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 you rake through everything you, you, you could have did wrong. Yeah. Uh, and then you correct, you slowly start correcting those behaviors. Yeah. So, so, and then another thing too, like wh how I got good work ethic is, um, so I'm not like 
yeah, I might have good work ethic, but I'm also very lazy. Yeah, yeah. If given the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like one thing when I first came into the gym, I would just, you know, I'll clean the gym. Yeah. And then I would, I would, bullshit, you know. And I would. There was even times in the beginning where I would just, I would just skip out on practice. I wouldn't, I didn't feel like going to practice, so I wouldn't go. And it was like, so you got like people there, and they're like, no. When I, they're like. If, so they're like, if you're here, you have to either be like doing something or you have to be training. So, so I got to the point where like if I wasn't training or I wasn't uh, doing something productive, like cleaning the gym or whatever, all of a sudden, you know, someone's throwing gloves at me and they're like, and now we're sparring. So, so now I'm getting, well, obviously, like, I'm getting my butt whipped pretty much. So I got to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm going to make sure I'm either training or I'm doing something. So it kind of, it kind of like uh, forced those bad habits out of me. Yeah. It yeah. forced me to uh, kind of like, it's like, well, forced me to. It take uh, accountability. Yeah, you it's know, account- for yourself it's, and it's what accountability. you're doing. And just kind of like owning your own self and owning your situation and, you know, just kind of like being in control, being a participant instead of a victim. Like, Everything happens to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, life exactly. happens to me. I was lucky. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse no. after excuse. Excuse after excuse after excuse. It's like, well, what you doing now? I have a good day, a bad day. No, it's what do you do in that day? Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? That makes that day specifically good or bad, mm-hmm. you know? Because either way, it's like you can always adjust it. I mean, we've, I've talked about it in other podcasts where we talk about it's like, it's like, uh, Procedure or perception, mm-hmm. you know, those are two two ways you can cor- course correct. Uh, you can either course correct your procedure, like the way you go about doing something, or your perception, the way you view something that may have happened. Mm-hmm. And if you change the way you view it, sometimes you can find some jewels or find some lessons in something that might have happened to you. So, yeah, jujitsu is really good for being kind of like, you know, it's like, like, the physical adjustment sometimes, you know, especially in the right hands, can be kind of mm-hmm. like the physical adjustment for your mentality. Like people like myself who have learned every lesson the hard way, like every possible yeah. lesson <laughs> to learn the hard way. Like jujitsu is like a like like where some people can read, some people have to like get their. It's a tactile yeah. lesson. You're, you're an intuitive learner. Yeah, it's but but it becomes tactile. It's a lesson you can feel. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I'm the same way. Shout out to In Vogue, giving him something he can feel. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, um, that's yeah, yeah, you have to go through that. Like, uh, I think I remember one time, like, you start you, you start learning a little bit of jujitsu, you start learning how to fight a little bit, and then you kind of get a little cocky, and then you kind of want to test what you know on the streets. You know, that's kind of like well, that's kind of what you learn it for, right? Uh, you learn, you're like, oh, like, well, I learned this, so like, so I can practice it, you know, or so if I ever have to use it. So you kind of want to use it in the streets, and then, um, and I wasn't, I didn't get into too. Like, it's funny, I got in more street fights before I knew jujitsu than after I learned jujitsu. Um, but one of the reasons, because like, Barrett, one time, like, I was, I guess, I was being like a, a, a bully or whatever. And he, he like, oh, you want to be a bully? So he like. He like uh, uh so like he taught me not to be a bully pretty much yeah and so those lessons kind of carry on like don't be a bully like yeah st- like the difference between um 
the difference between uh, uh, the humans and animals is animals pick on like animals get picked on by the people by animals bigger than them, and then they pick on animals who are smaller than them. Whereas humans, we can like uh, defend the weak and stand up to the strong. Right. Right. So like that's, lessons like that. Yeah, that's important. Um, all right. Um, let me think. What else is that? Tarama. If you were going to give some advice to yourself, actually not even advice to yourself. If you were to give some advice to a kid that's 15 years old in foster care who likes art and doesn't know what his next move in life is going to be um, and he's just like worried about life and like like because like normally I ask it's like would you what type of advice would you give someone who's starting out in in, in art you mm-hmm. know like but sometimes sometimes like those dynamics can be a little bit harder to navigate you know given someone's like situation what particular advice might you give somebody that might be in in that situation like 14 15 years old they're they're they have like the mind of an artist Mm -hmm. they think they want to be an artist and they're in a situation that was similar to yours growing up um i would say do art man like never stop doing art but also, I'll say do art to your fullest capability. Like, um, like be the like, if you're gonna do art, be like be the be the stand out the most. Right. Stand out the most in your art. Right. Create art that that you that that's to your style. But it also like inspires others, you know. Be the be the best at at your art. Don't be an introvert. Be a, be an extrovert. Be the purple cow. Good book, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. Um. But also learn other skills. Like learn other skills. Like sometimes your art isn't gonna always um, pay the bills. Right. Uh, depending on what your art is, it can pay, it can pay the bills. But till then, also find another skill that will allow you the, the time and money to, to make art till that takes over. So what advice would you give someone that, say, same kid, but instead of being artistically minded, he's thinking about jiu-jitsu 24-7? Do jujitsu twenty four seven, bro. <laughs> do it like you're you're fifteen. Do it, man, because because these these thirty five year olds are getting choke slammed by sixteen year olds right now. Yeah, it's mad and impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do, go go hard as hell uh, right now, and and if it's on your mind twenty four seven, do jujitsu twenty four seven, and take a shower before and after every practice. That's right, soap. And a bacterial soap. Antibacterial soap. <laughs> Wash your neck, <laughs> your back. 
you know. Um, you got anything else you want to let the people know? Um, you guys tell me. <laughs> you guys, you guys, let me know what you guys want to know. Questions, comments below. Questions, comments below. Click like. Click like. Subscribe. subscribe share. No, no post that. notifications on. No, exact all of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. This has been a good one, man. Yeah, man. Thank Solid. you for sitting down with me. Apologize for going on these tangents. That's okay. It's hey. I got gigabytes. I I, I be gigging on my gigabytes. <laughs> <laughs> be gig. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Yep. What do we do now? <laughs>